0: Hello friends, welcome to the Leg Life Podcast. My name is Adam. My
1: name is Sherry.
0: Sherry Beth, this is a big one. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. What episode is this?
1: Four zero.
0: You guys, our podcast is over the hill. <laughs> oh my gosh, we made it to 40 episodes without missing a week.
1: Yeah, it's kind of impressive.
0: I am genuinely shocked. Yeah. Like I am very, very surprised that this has <laughs> happened. Um, And this is I'm, this is not exaggeration at all. I think the topic we're talking about today is the one that I am the most excited about in our entire 40 episodes. Wow. Here's why. Because this I'm is like do
1: all the talking. Because you're gonna do all the talking.
0: <laughs> and here's why. We are doing like kind of a lessons from 40. Yeah. And you might say, oh, 40th podcast, you're gonna talk about the lessons that you've learned while doing the podcast. No. No. That's actually not what we're going to do. Because there's another big 40 celebration happening here in just a few weeks, isn't it, Sherry? Yeah.
1: What is it? My 40th birthday.
0: Sherry's 40th birthday. And so, <laughs> we could have waited a couple of weeks on this podcast, uh on this t- on this episode in order to, you know, do this a little closer to her birthday, but we thought, you know what? The 40th episode of the podcast, let's do the lessons from 40. Yeah. And we sat down just a little bit ago. And kind of talked a little bit about this. And as you were just kind of sharing, uh, I just asked you a couple questions and you just sort of went. Like you just (laughs) went off. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, Because I think the things that you're going to talk about and share as far as lessons you're learning and have learned um, and just things in your life that you're dealing with and changing as you turn 40, I think this has the potential to really... Like, help and lend voice to stuff that we just don't hear often enough.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Are you excited? Are you nervous? Both. Yeah? So here's one of the reasons I love that we're doing this is one of my favorite things. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with one lesson from 40 podcasts. Okay. Even though we said we were going to do this.
1: <laughs> we did. Um,
0: <laughs> we're doing it. Call on an audible, Sherry. All right. It's what, it's what I get to do when I'm the executive producer oh. of the That podcast. All
1: right.
0: Um, one of the things that I have learned over 40 episodes... Is how great you are at the podcast format. And one of my favorite things that I have gotten to see since we started this podcast is your personality come out in a way that we just don't see on YouTube.
1: Well, I think that I'm more comfortable on this because I'm just in front of a microphone looking at you. Mm -hmm. Like there's not, I don't feel like there's a camera with an audience behind it. Um, And I realize that there's an audience behind the microphone, but I don't know it's just different yeah I feel like I'm it's easier for me to just talk like I normally would around yeah. people that I'm comfortable with
0: yeah I feel like in the podcast people get to I was gonna say see but people get to hear <laughs> yeah. um, more of the sherry that I get to right this yeah. is a, a more I don't want to say true version because it's not that YouTube isn't but it, when you pull out a camera it's weird it, it, is just, weird. it just is
1: Yeah. And yeah, I don't think that I'm any less like authentic on camera. I think that it's, there's just different facets of me that don't come out on camera.
0: That's a good way to put it. But today we're talking about uh, some things that I think some facets of you are going to come out and I'm really excited about. And here's what we're going to, here's how we're going to kind of break this up. Um, I'm sort of going to moderate (laughs) and sherry is going to basically lead this
1: yeah so he's going to be asking me questions to kind of keep my brain on track because Mm it's not good at that
0: and kind of the three areas that we're (laughs) going to focus on um is emotional physical and spiritual like as you Mm -hmm. get ready to turn 40 years old um in what has been a really crazy year of your life yeah like what are the lessons that you've learned what is Um, Kind of what are the things that are going to be different about Sherry in this next decade than have been in the past decade? Uh, Just those kind of things. Yeah. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: I believe in you. You're going to do so good. (laughs) Okay. Okay? (laughs) Let's start. um, Let's start emotionally.
1: Um, (laughs) Starting with the easy one, are
0: we? I was going to say, let's just get this out of the way. (laughs) Um, So you have done a lot of work and emotionally, I'm going to include like relationships In all of that, you've done more work this year, um, I think, than I've ever seen you in this area of your life in previous years. Yeah. Why is that? (sighs)
1: Um, I think that it sort of, for me, it started um, kind of around my 39th birthday, kind Mm -hmm. of realizing, oh, like, this is my last year in my 30s. Like, I'm turning 40 in my next birthday. There's no going back um, and kind of, I think, in all facets, like, everything that we're going to be talking about, I think, sort of began there. Mm-hmm. I think um, just kind of realizing, like, or not realizing, kind of wondering what is important. what What's worth putting my time and attention to. Um, and kind of coming to the realization that a lot of things that I've been putting my time and attention to are not as healthy as things that I should be putting my time and attention to. Well,
0: um, and well, so. And I just want to interrupt real quick, just in case people are maybe new to our channel, new to us. Um, that was even so. You go into your 39th ninth year mm-hmm. with this kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm turning forty next year, reevaluating. Yeah. But like then, in that you get sick.
1: In that I get sick, and so um, kind of well, about a month after. My 39th birthday. Yeah, um, I came down with a really bad cold. Um, I completely lost my voice. Yep, a hundred percent. Like I couldn't even whisper. Like there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a lot of time to sit in quiet and think. Um, and so I think that's where a lot of this wondering kind of started. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, then in December I got you know, my skin rash stuff really yep. started and that didn't go away until April, May. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, May, really. um, And so I think, you know, and it was really, really bad for the first few months of this year and, and you know, I, I, I couldn't move um, without hurting myself severely. And so there was a whole lot of sitting and thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and raging and, uh, you know, a whole lot of stuff going on then, but I think for me, um, going back to that emotional, I, I think that there's just a lot of things that I have, I realized that I've been putting my time and attention to that I just really don't need to be. Um, relationships that I've been pursuing that are just probably not very healthy, um, thoughts that i pursue that aren't very healthy and really just is wanting to be healthier mm-hmm. in all facets of my
0: life in all facets and you know a big one uh, a big one really is this whole like emotional health yes right and so i'm not
1: typically a very emotionally healthy person
0: talk about that what do you mean
1: um i am a very emotional person yeah and i press into whatever emotion i'm feeling oh okay um, good or bad. And so I think that realizing that about myself and knowing that if I am angry or hurt or whatever it is that I'm feeling um that's not on like the healthy side of the spectrum, that I should probably back off until I am in a healthier place to th- to think logically about things.
0: Whereas your natural tendency... To speak
1: logically about things.
0: Your natural tendency would be whatever emotion is directly in front of you, you push completely into that. Correct. And so it's like if it's if it's anger, you go all in on anger. Yeah. If it's frustration, <laughs> Okay, got it. Yeah. And so, so your... If it's
1: frustration, then I'm just... It's really frustrating and the clouds my entire day.
0: And so now, basically what you're doing is you're trying to not focus so much on the emotion that you're experiencing directly in the moment, mm-hmm. but kind of to have that moment of pause and like, Pull back, sort of breathe, and then, like, how does that look? What does that look like?
1: Um. Well, so, uh, actually, we were talking to my doctor about this, and she kind of, I forget what she called it, like, the five-minute rule or something mm-hmm. like that.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Um, That, you know, you're allowed to feel whatever it is you're feeling for five minutes and then move on because you just can't let it cloud your day. Mm-hmm. You know, life can suck sometimes, but is it, like, your entire life that sucks, or was it just that five minutes? yeah. Um, that you let ruin your day or your week or your year or whatever, and yeah. so, um, and you know, just kind of talking to her about that. Like, you know, she's she's not my therapist; she's a doctor. That's like, right. she's <laughs> healing me physically,
0: well, um, but well,
1: also dealing with the emotional side, knowing that that affects the physical side.
0: That's what I was just gonna say. Is that I remember being in the room for that conversation. That was what she said. Is that because we were talking about like stress and anxiety with stuff that you have going on in your life, and. Kind of her saying that this is affecting the physical you, right? This this emotional you is affecting the physical you, right? And so and letting
1: my anxiety really just get out of control because I'm so angry or frustrated or anxious or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, really allowing that to just take over is hurting me physically,
0: yeah, as
1: well as emotionally. That's huge, yeah.
0: So, So this year, as far as relationships, you've also had to kind of learn boundaries, like you're practicing. You're practicing boundaries this year. Like, yes. What does that looked like for you? Like, how is that? How are you doing with that? <laughs> eh.
1: mm-hmm. Um, I, better in some places than others. I think that, um, I think it's it's still hard for me. I think to just like cut people off com- completely, sure. just because I am um a sentimental kind of emotional person, and so I tie. Sentimentality to people mm-hmm. And I want To keep that nostalgic Sentiment regardless of Who that person is um, And so Or whether they should be in my life or not And so I think that there's a few People that I'm probably still sort of Hanging on to that I maybe don't need to But like I think that there's also Relationships worth Getting over These obstacles mm-hmm. And you know, putting boundaries in place, I think has has helped me maybe be able to step back and have you know a healthy distance in order to logically think things through. Yeah. So that I can maybe move that boundary a little bit closer and a little bit closer, and you know, with the hope that eventually that boundary doesn't need to be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I think it's been <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting year for me.
0: Okay, so emotionally, do you feel like you are going into your fortieth year feeling like do you feel like you're emotionally maybe healthier than you've been? Are you feeling super beat up? Are you feeling like you know what? I've taken a huge step backwards. Like where where are you at going into the fortieth year?
1: I feel extremely beat up, but I also feel like it's it's I'm healthier than I have been. Oh, um, so be,
0: I, beat up, but it's a good fight kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: I think it's yeah. So. And I, I think that I'm beat up in the sense that I'm not willing to just be a doormat anymore, yeah. I think. Um, and I'm willing to speak my mind where I really just haven't been in the past. Because I don't want to hurt people's feelings, or I don't want to. You know, I'm, I'm willing for me to be the one that's hurt and not hurt anybody else. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of realizing, like, emotionally and physically... And spiritually, that's not healthy for me. Like, I just can't, I can't take that anymore. Yeah. And so, standing up for myself, I think. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting beat up by it, and getting yeah. some pushback from people. But I think that it's overall healthier.
0: Um, so I just decided I'm going to do something throughout this podcast. Oh no! Is each area <laughs> that we go through when we get to the end of it, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I see okay okay yeah this is gonna be good i promise okay so and the reason i'm gonna do this i is, trust you yeah absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. you believe the best about me and i believe the best about you so i think the reason that you're feeling beat up is that for the first time since i have known you and i've known you basically your whole adult life
1: about 25 years for the first years.
0: time in your life you're actually fighting back
1: yeah, like, and I think people don't know what to do with that.
0: Yeah, for the first time in your life, like you're you're getting your voice, and you've been getting your voice in a lot of different areas for a number of years. Yeah. Um, but you're finally using it, and so, um, I don't know. I'm just really proud of you in this area because you've been. Uh, I think that you're one of those people who, you would sacrifice your emotional well being to make sure everybody around you is okay with you.
1: And I have for forty years. That's
0: what I was just gonna say. And you're finally realizing that, oh, that's a really shitty way to live. Yeah. That's like, that's a really.
1: And it's not healthy for anybody. No. And I think that um it, I think that it clouds the relationship because I have all of this built up hurt and bitterness and anger and the other person has no idea because I just haven't said anything. Completely. And so now that I am saying things, people are like, What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The doormat speaks up. (laughs) Right. Yeah, completely. So I'm really proud of the work that you've done. Partly because this is in some ways the easy thing would be just to continue with the way things have been. It's like, you know what, the simple thing is just to like keep doing what you've been doing. Don't rock the boat. Don't stir the pot. Don't just like you know what I mean?
1: Yes and no. I don't think that it's easier. I think that. Um,
0: well, maybe, maybe when I say easier, what I mean is less confrontational.
1: Less confrontation. I yeah, and I really hate confrontation. You I just, do. I really, really do. Correct. But I think that there's just a time and a place for it, and I and I think that's one of the things that I'm sort of realizing is that, um, I for the health of everybody involved. Yep. I need to speak up yeah, and I need to address things and get things out in the open that I just haven't prior.
0: I'm proud of you. I, I think <laughs> I I have seen you do more work in the emotional side of your life over the last, certainly the last year than any year that I've known you. And, Thanks. and I think that that's no doubt. It's hard. I've seen, I've seen it be hard on you, um, but I'm really proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. So now we're <laughs> moving from emotions and relationships. Yeah. Let's talk uh let's talk physical. Right? Emotionally and physically. Yeah. Um, because this isn't, they are linked. They are linked for sure. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the areas that you really spoke a lot about when we were talking before this. Um mm-hmm. so talk about that, like physically. How are things going? What's what's going on?
1: Um, well, physically I uh it, I've lost a lot of weight this year, Mm -hmm. Um, partly, mostly because I was so sick, Um, probably 30 pounds from when I was just so sick, Mm -hmm. Um, an additional 10 or so from after that, Mm -hmm. Um, really just trying to lose weight.
0: Yeah.
1: eating better and that kind of stuff. So I think um, physically I'm I'm healthier for sure now than I was a year ago.
0: Mm-hmm. But even more than like what the scale says, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've seen in your physical journey is more like this body image change. even yes. Even over like a weight loss change.
1: Yeah. And I think that that is more having to do with turning 40 than um, like a weight loss thing. Okay. So I think... Uh, um, And women out there I'm sure can kind of understand this I think that there is a certain Ideal um, And I think that for a lot of people It tends to be like your high school body What did you look like when you were 16 years old
0: Sure.
1: Um, And that's what I want to look like now Mm -hmm. The problem is I don't And I Honestly when I was 16 I was not super healthy And I don't think that I should have that body again um and I think, you know, pushing myself and, and beating myself up because I can't get there is it's it's just detrimental to my emotional and physical health. Mm-hmm. It's making it harder for me to get anywhere close to that because I'm I'm just so uh overcome, I think, with like this is never gonna happen and you mm-hmm. know despair that I can't look sixteen again. Um,
0: and that's actually caught, like, that despair has caused you to basically, like, it, it's held you back.
1: It has. And and I think, um, so I, for me, you know, I, the, the thing that I kind of mentioned to Adam is even just, like, you know, sitting by the pool. Um, I hate, <laughs> I love, love sitting by the pool. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Yep. Um, it's peaceful, it's relaxing, it's warm, I love the sunshine, I love water, I love just being by the pool or the ocean. Mm-hmm. I hate sitting in a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a big part of that is because I I don't have my 16-year-old body. Right. And I I don't like how I look in a bathing suit. And I think, um, for me, it's kind of held me back from even wanting to do that. And... You know, I just I I think like in my head, I'm that person that like everybody's looking at like, oh, she should not be in a bathing suit. Right. And nope, I probably shouldn't be. But you know what? Like, it's just this I I am who I am and I'm working on it and I'm (laughs) trying to lose weight. and I'm trying to get healthier, but I'm not there yet. And to prevent myself from doing things that I love, I think, is it's not good. It's not healthy.
0: Yeah, no, it's not good. And I would, I would even say, challenge you on one thing. You said that, that no, I probably shouldn't be in a bathing suit. I disagree with that. 100%. (laughs) I think even that mentality is just like, is just shitty. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. Because like, because the reality is, and another thing you said at the beginning was um, that there's this, I don't remember what you said, like there's this, um, expectation on women yeah or you said like i think that there's this no there is right the reality is, is that there culture is. Ha- has put that on there right you know and so i don't want to like diminish that the reality is is that we live in a world where there is this expectation and there's this uh there's this pressure put on women to be look all of that a certain way
1: yes right? there's and a s- beauty standard that is set by culture that that so many people are not anywhere close to mm-hmm. Um, and will never attain. No. And so I just feel like we will always fall short. Yeah. And hence we do not feel beautiful because Completely. we are not this, this beauty standard.
0: Yeah. And so what that does to you is that keeps you from doing things that you genuinely enjoy and love and that give you life mm-hmm. because, well,
1: I don't, I'm not a size zero.
0: And so, so I want to sit out I'm, in the pool.
1: Right. Nobody wants to see me out there. Exactly. Right.
0: And so like, it keeps you from living really. Yep. So you're turning forty.
1: So I'm turning forty. You're not getting I, younger. I'm, it's not going to happen. And I, I just think that there's there's so much time and attention that I have given to trying to attain this beauty standard that I will never attain. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I think it's bullshit. Can I say that? I,
0: <laughs> I think that. Yeah.
1: It just is. And I, at, you know, I really just hope that the second part of my life post 40 um, is, is spent thinking and dwelling on things that are healthier than the things that I have dwelt on
0: mm-hmm.
1: the previous 40 years.
0: I remember a conversation years ago with a friend of mine who worked for a big marketing firm. And we were talking about, um, we were talking about, uh, kind of expectation and i remember what we're talking about but it had to do with like women's image and that sort of thing and he said something to me that was just like mind-blowing that the goal of creating those expectations is you create them in such a way that you never meet them because for brands for like culture they don't want you to ever believe that you met that expectation of beauty and culture. Because the second you meet it, you don't need product X or product, you know what I mean? Y or right. product Z. Or pro- the goal of the expectation is that you never can meet it. In fact, in some ways- So I'm, you
1: always need their product.
0: 100%. In some ways, I'm actually thinking, and this is going to be a weird connection, in some ways, I'm even thinking about like the law, like Old Testament law. Mm-hmm. Like the goal of the law was, it was almost so impossible to meet. It was proof that like we needed something different, which is the whole reason of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, it's like something is set up that proves that you can't do this. Right. And that's kind you of what you will
1: never meet this. You will
0: never meet this. And so yeah. I would say that it's not even about this realization that I will never meet the expectation culture has on on women. I think it's that I think the I think it's the acknowledgement that the expectation that culture has on women is impossible to ever meet.
1: Intentionally so.
0: It's intentionally so. Yeah. It is never designed to be met. Right. Because again, if you meet it, you don't need them. <laughs> right. They need you to not be able to meet it. Correct. Um, so let's talk about your hair. Cause this is one of the other things you mentioned. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're kind of just in this, you know, you're going to do you when it comes to physical stuff.
1: Yes. And so that's really what I'm, I'm kind of pressing into. Like I have the body that I have. And honestly, even at 16, 17, 18, I did not have what I considered the ideal body right? because I've always had a booty always. Yeah, And you know, I've always been bigger on the bottom than on the top, and I there's nothing I can do about that. Like, that is how I'm built, and um, I did go through a phase in high school where I was basically anorexic, mm-hmm. and um, still could not get rid of that booty. Yeah. So that's just how I'm built, and, you know, kind of just accepting that about myself and realizing, yes, I can get healthier, but I I have the body shape that I have, Yeah. and, it is what it is. And I'm just I'm just gonna press into that and I'm going to dress for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to you know, it's just I'm not gonna try to hide that anymore because why? Yeah. <laughs> what what am I hiding it from or for? Yep. Um and so my hair, yeah. Um I have spent twenty five years trying to straighten my hair. Mm-hmm. It does not want to be straightened. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like it. And I have to fight it. Every single day to try to straighten it so because help, it wants to just be curly.
0: So help me understand because again, I'm a guy who remember has no hair. <laughs> right? Um, help me understand why the straighten thing is that something that you feel like in order to be like pretty, you're supposed to have straight hair or like beautiful girls have straight hair. Like what? Where does that come from?
1: Yes, I think that hmm. there is a again with the beauty standard. Yeah. Um, I think there's it. <sighs> I don't know. I think curly hair is tends to be less tame. Okay. Um, like less more frizzy, less in, in control. Mm-hmm. And so, in order to have this perfect image, you have to be a certain size, and you have to have the perfect straight hair, sure, or the perfectly curled hair, mm-hmm. which is usually straightened and then curled with a machine. Mm-hmm. And so, um. Just letting your hair curl as it wants to tends to be a little more, well, always out of, out of control. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you, there's things you can do for the frizz when I'm working on, but like, it's just, it's not ever going to be tame. It's not. And I think trying to straighten it and make it tame has damaged it a lot. Yeah. And so, um... It just doesn't want to be, it doesn't want to be straight. It wants to be curly. Mm -hmm. And so I, like, the more that I press into just letting it do what it wants, the crazier it gets. And I'm just going to have to be okay with that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, like, you have curly hair.
1: I have curly hair. (laughs) And, and, and trying to straighten it every single day, you know, again, with the time and attention. What, why am I spending so much time trying to straighten my hair, trying to make something that is true to me not be true about me Mm -hmm. and it it's just silly (laughs) and so i'm just not so my hair is a little bit crazy
0: i think (laughs) i think it looks great and that's kind of the
1: (laughs) well thanks that's one of the ironies (laughs) in all
0: of this like you i remember when you started leaving your hair curly um i was like man it looks really good like and you were just like uh, you kept apologizing for it because it's
1: big and it's out of control and it's just it's just a big crazy mess
0: see i don't but i don't see it that way and i do think that that's one <laughs> well, of the, i'm glad but i think that this goes this is one of the things it's not just about that beauty is the standard that you're never designed to meet the other reality in all of this is that the other reality in all of this is that there is we all want what we don't have yeah and so girls who i know who have straight hair wish they had curly hair yeah. Girls who i know they have curly hair Wish they had straight hair. Girls who have big booties and no chest. Wish they had a chest and a small booty. Girls who have big chest, small booties. Wish they had a small chest and a big booty. You know what I mean? And so it's like the reality is. Is that you're either too light. You're either too dark. You're either too. You know what I mean? Skinny or you're too overweight. You're either too. Like whatever you are. There's this thing where it's like man. I wish I was that. Yeah. And so I think that you're competing. Not only with like what culture defines beauty as. But you're also competing with this thing that just is where it's so hard to be like satisfied or content with who you are.
1: Right. You and know? so that's what I'm I'm trying to be better at. Yeah. So going into 40, um I am just pressing into who I am. Like mm-hmm. I am this body shape. I have curly hair. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's me. Yeah. This is this is what I am. This is what you get. And so – and, you know, just spending less time dwelling on the fact that I am not these other things because I'm not going to
0: be those other things. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. You feel good about the physical thing?
1: Yeah. All right. So, here's my thoughts. So, f- here we go. I know. My,
0: <laughs> th- my thoughts in this um, – my thoughts in this is that more than what the scale says – and the reality is, like you said, you've lost a lot of weight this year. Like mm-hmm. you're – you're going into your 40th year probably a lower weight than you've been almost at all in your 30s, right? Yeah. And so, like, that's good, but that's actually not what I'm proudest of. I really am the most proud of this mind shift that you're having around who you are, that you are approaching, um, like, the physical side of life with this, this is who I am approach. Yeah. But in that, you also are like but also I want to be a healthier version of who I am.
1: Right. Right. And so it's like willing to just settle for the body weight that I am right now. I will always have my body shape that I can do nothing about. Yeah. Um, but I I can fix the body weight, which was just moving toward a, a healthier me.
0: Yeah. And so you're you're still focusing and working on the health, but also you have such a healthier perspective of like who you are and you're not apologizing for that well actually you do apologize for that all the time with your hair (laughs) you guys all the time she's like i'm sorry about my hair i'm like i think it looks dope (laughs) like i think i think it looks so cool i think i love it i think it like it's great. I like this better than like the straight hair. And there's a part of me, I'm just like, well, why the hell were you doing that for 25 years? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Crazy? Well. Like, <laughs> let it out there, Hermione. We got this. Let's do it. <laughs> I think it looks so good. Thank you. You're welcome. So I do think that this, I think that this is a really big issue, obviously, mm. for women. Um, yeah. Just kind of the perception of what you should be. Um, and I don't know. I just think It's encouraging. It's encouraging. To me, to see you kind of starting with the question, it's like, okay, well, but who am I? You know, right. not who do I think I should be, not who does culture think I should be. Like, who am, who is Sherry? Yes. You know, Sherry has curly hair. Sherry is a certain shape. Sherry, you know, there are certain things about you mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, those are things that I can't change. And so I'm going to, like, press into that stuff.
1: Yes, and I think that that who am I is is probably this the overall question,
0: in all of these. In all of these. Yep.
1: Um, what is what is true about me mm. and what are things that can and maybe should change and then what are things that can or should not change. Um, cannot or should not change. Yeah. Um and I think, you know, pressing into those is is my whole outlook right now.
0: That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. Well, no doubt it's really hard.
1: And I think, you know, like, I'm almost 40 and I have no idea who I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm I'm trying to get to a place where I know who I am.
0: Do you feel like you don't know who you are because why? Because, like, there's been an identity. Because like...
1: I've buried myself for so long. Oh. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, emotionally... Honestly, spiritually, physically, I have I've have not I haven't physically buried myself, but I have held myself back mm-hmm. from doing things because I don't like how I look physically.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and I have held back my thoughts and my um wisdom on things because I don't think that people want to hear them mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I'm worthy to speak into situations, or because I'm afraid that they will not like me or Mm -hmm. for whatever reason and so i think i've just buried myself a lot
0: i think so i i agree and i've seen that it's been one of the things like i remember and i think we talked about this in a podcast maybe it was in the relationship month i don't remember but like when we first met in person like when you first moved to alaska just kind of this like wait like who are you you know this like Mm -hmm. you sort of kind of had this identity that I think you thought you were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And really, you've spent the last two decades, yeah. um, like, kind of discovering, well, who are you?
1: Undoing that a little Un- bit.
0: Honestly, that's kind of what it is. And and I think that it's taken that long to undo all of the things that have been put on you and placed on you and labels have been given to you and, like, expectations. And things have
1: allowed to be put on me.
0: Completely. hmm and so now you've spent so much time undoing that. You're, you're kind of finally to the place where you're like, you know what, now I'm ready to start the work of, I've, I've stripped everything away. And so now I'm going to start like adding the things that are, that I believe to be true. Yeah. So it's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's cool for me to watch. Probably terrible for you. <laughs> probably, probably sucks for you, but I think it's great to watch. Yeah. Um, so now let's talk about the last area. Okay. Spiritually. Yeah. So we talked earlier this year. We made a podcast about it, which I think I need to go back and look. I still think it's our most listened to podcast. Uh, it was this Faith in Crisis podcast. Yeah. Uh, you were kind of raised in this religious system. Um, and then, you know, shit hits the fan with the sickness. And all of a sudden, like. Um, <laughs> the
1: platitudes of, you know, God's going to pull you through this yeah. was.
0: Platitudes and verses aren't very comforting. No. And so you've sort of been <laughs> on this. Like, this wrestling match. Um, So where are you at? Like, because here's what I've seen. I've seen situations like this do one of two things. You kind of come out the other side or you start moving to the other side. And either your faith is stronger, your faith is weaker, or your faith is non-existent.
1: Yeah. Right? Like,
0: it really is one of those three things. So, like, where are you at spiritually?
1: So I think that probably for the last decade or so... Um, I've been questioning a lot yeah. of things that I was raised with, um, things that I thought were truths that I don't necessarily think are truth mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and, you know, kind of digging into that a little bit. So I think probably the last decade or so, but I think definitely in the last year, being so sick and, and really just questioning god a lot like Mm -hmm. are you even there do you care if you are there do you care and if you do i call bullshit because this is not caring Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i don't know where you learned how to care but this is not it and you know so we kind of dug into that in that other podcast um and i would say since then um i'm still questioning a lot i think that I don't remember if we talked about it in the podcast that we, I hoped that, or I assumed that, you know, farther down the road, we'd be able to see places that God had, you know, that God's hand was kind of Mm -hmm. leading us, guiding us through. You weren't as
0: abandoned in the middle as it felt like. I wasn't as abandoned
1: as I felt like. Um, And I don't remember if we talked about that, but I, I think that was sort of a assumption of mine, um, because I've, I've seen that before, you know, mm-hmm. we've been through hard things and then looking back when we be like, Oh, well, you know, this, mm-hmm. this happened that if it hadn't, then, you know, it would have been a very different outcome or whatever. I can see those things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's been a lot that just, you know, in the last few months have really like come to light that, um, I can see God's hand. Through me being so sick, mm-hmm. I still have a lot of questions because I still feel like I didn't have to go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: could, couldn't you have done this another way?
1: Couldn't you have done it another way? <laughs> sure. Um, you know, there are things that for the rest of my life, I will have to do these injections mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind of stuff that I just feel like is unnecessary. Sure. You know, like I feel like I could have maybe learned another lesson a little different way. And Mm -hmm. I just, (laughs) I still have a lot of questions. And so, um, I think spiritually I'm, I'm going to say stronger, um, than I was maybe a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I think probably because I have wrestled so much this year. Um, and I'm just not willing to give it up. Like I'm, I'm just not willing to give up my faith. Yeah. And I have enough faith in my faith and in God that I think we're going to get through this, damn mm-hmm. it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether you want to or not, yeah. we're going to fix this. And so, um, you know, and I I, I, I think that's, that's where I'm at.
0: <laughs> so I, on uh, my work trip to Oregon, I stopped into a bookstore, a little bookstore downtown and I bought a book by C.S. Lewis on grief. And I was reading that book when I was down there, and there's a quote that really stood out to me. And I, I think of you a lot when I think of this. C.S. Lewis talked about how um, through all of the trials, and he was this—he wrote this at a time in his life when I think it was right after his wife had passed away, and he was kind of going through this lament season and really wrestling with God. And he said this thing. He said, "You know, I don't know that my faith was ever in jeopardy. Like, I don't know that that was ever on the line. But what was on the line?" Wasn't that I would lose my faith? It's that it's that I would start believing the wrong things about God, right? Right. It's not that I would believe that there's not a God. It's that I would believe that if there is a God, He is cruel Mm
1: -hmm. and He is
0: harsh and He is mean, right? Like I I can't give up my faith, but like I believe that God is this angry dad in the sky who is pissed at us and He's waiting for us to screw up and punish us because that's what I've seen, yeah, right. And so I think back to like C.S. Lewis's quote that that. I wasn't going to give up my faith, but I was at risk of believing like the wrong things about God. Yeah. And I think what I've seen again, my turn to chime in, <laughs> I think what I've seen and what I'm seeing still happen faith wise in you um, is that your faith is, and this is like, we're a decade plus into you like questioning and I'm not even doubting, but really just like saying, okay, I want to know what I believe and why.
1: Right, what is it that I actually believe about this topic, or yeah. what is it that I actually think the Bible is saying about this?
0: And so to me, like, what what I'm seeing happen is there's, like, a lot of, like, roots that are going down, mm-hmm. and there's, like, this foundation built where the things that you're learning aren't, like, flashy parts of faith. They're not, like, super showy and, like, yeah, I don't know, like, but they're, there's, like, a bedrock there. That is happening mm-hmm. because, of like, all this crap. Because and so, I had to dig
1: up a lot of roots.
0: Yeah, and I think that you're, <laughs> I think that the faith that I see you have now is, oh, infinitely more real and authentic than what I've ever seen you have before. Really? I think that, oh, completely. Because I think a lot of what you had faith-wise was so much, like this cultural Christianity that you thought you were supposed to say this, you thought you were supposed to do this. You thought like it was, it was supposed to
1: do this during worship. I'm supposed to look this way and sound this way completely.
0: But here's the thing. Uh, none of that stuff helps when you're stuck in a chair for months and your skin is tearing Mm -hmm. and you don't know that you're going to make it to your 40th birthday. Right. All of a sudden that stuff is no help. Yep. And so that stuff was stripped away from you. Thank God it was. (laughs) And I think that what is being built back is like, I don't know that now you have this experience and you've, I don't know, like it's just so much more real now than before.
1: Yeah. I've been through the fire. <laughs>
0: that's, and that's kind of what it feels yeah. like is that it's like what, what has come through is a more real, uh, and authentic faith because like, yeah, cause you've been through the fire
1: Yeah,
0: and it looks dramatically different than what your faith looked like a decade ago.
1: It looks different than it did a year ago. Yeah. Um, but I think especially a decade, two decades ago. Yeah. For sure, two decades ago, it looks nothing like it did two decades ago. No, it looks nothing I will like. Say. No.
0: But <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like I think it looks, I think it looks more like Jesus now. <laughs> like I'm just gonna be really honest. Like yeah. I, I feel like it looks more like what I think faith is supposed to look like.
1: Yeah, and I, I, that's the hope. I mean, that's the goal. totally (laughs) to look more like jesus and so i think yeah i mean this has been a really rough year um in all areas of my life but i think that i'm just not willing to just let it be anymore
0: but here's the thing like even and this is i hadn't really thought about this it has been a really rough year
1: yeah
0: (laughs) um yet you're kind of going into 40 and you're Emotionally doing work and healthier and putting up boundaries and unwilling to allow toxic relationships to exist because yeah. you have to. Um, and so like there's this emotional health even after a really hard year. Um, there is this physical health, not just in weight, but in like how you're approaching yourself even after a really hard year. I mean, even – and it's a million little victories in that area, year It's even – you wanting to put up photos of when we did the exfoliative erythroderma video. Ugh, you yeah. know? <laughs> I mean, you you were the one who was like, I want those photos out there because maybe they can help someone. Yeah. Like, to put photos of yourself out there is something that Sherry, 20 years ago, would not have done.
1: No, especially looking like that. <laughs>
0: no, that's what I mean.
1: <laughs> like, I still can't actually look at those photos.
0: Yeah, but like... I can't do it. But you... Like, that's, that's what I mean, is that you're there is this progression that is happening in you. Yeah. And then spiritually, um, you know, that your faith looks different, but it looks more like authentic and real. Yeah. Uh, And so, I don't know. I just think that if there was a year that maybe you should be ending, going into your next birthday, being like, oh, I took a step back in every one of these areas because I got the (laughs) shit beat out of me this year. Right. Like this would be the year. (laughs) Yeah, in all those areas like there's clear
1: forward progress progress well and i think a big part of that is i mean i think that it's twofold i think going into 40 is daunting Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i think you know part of that is i remember um when my parents turned 40 and just thinking man that's old (laughs) and (laughs) now here i am and i don't feel old um sometimes i do sometimes Mm -hmm. i feel very old but i you know, mostly I just I don't I don't know how I can be forty because I don't feel like I'm old enough to be forty. Totally, I understand that. Um, it and yeah, and but then also I think you know all of the health stuff that I went through, we didn't know if I was going to make it to forty. You know, we didn't. There was there was a pretty big stretch of time there, there were questions. where there yeah. were questions of whether I would actually make it through that. Yeah. And so I think you know making it through, um, really just gave me a a. New zest, I think, for life. Yeah. That, you know, I, I just... I... were not promised anything. And I didn't want to live my life in shadow anymore, mm-hmm. I think. I didn't want to live this half-life that I'd been just existing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when you spend months watching your body attack itself... And wondering if you're going to make it to your next birthday, all of a sudden feeling like you shouldn't sit out by a pool. Seems, feels,
1: seems really shallow. Seems, <laughs> right?
0: But it really does. Like there's a, there's a perspective that has come through this. And I think that's even maybe the word that I'd use when I kind of step back and look at what I've seen change about you. It really is this like your perspective on what matters changes. Your perspective on who you are what as, is
1: worth putting my time into that stuff's changed it's changed because i i i think that i appreciate more yeah um the good things in life
0: yeah proud of you
1: <laughs> thanks you done. I'm a- trying real hard not to cry <laughs>
0: i know you're doing great you're doing so good um thanks. <laughs> you've done a lot of really hard work this year um and i'm just proud of the person that i'm proud of the person you're becoming because i i really believe this that The Sherry Beth leg, uh, that I see right now, I think is more true to who you really are than I have ever, ever, ever seen you be. And so I think that you are becoming who you are. I think that the work that you've done to strip away the things that you were supposed to be, the things that you felt you were like, the the person you were supposed to be, all of that kind of stuff, I feel like the work you've done to strip that stuff away, um, is giving way to the person that I think you truly are, and it's really amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And you
1: still love me, yeah. Even though I'm a different person.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think back to a friend. I think back to a friend of ours who said that he'd been married to his wife for twenty years, and he'd been married to twelve or he'd been married to twelve different women in that time. You know, but I think that the reality is, yeah. though, is that that is the purpose of life.
1: I think if you're not growing as a person, then I think. That's not, it's not good.
0: And I think the question, I think the important question of like, who am I really? Like who, because every one of us, like myself included, if I asked that question and I was like, okay, over the next year, I want to become a more true version of who I really am. Like you
1: have to know who you are to begin with. Well, to become a truer version of you
0: completely. So you have to number one, figure out who you really are. (laughs) Be okay with that. Be willing to strip the things away that hide that and then rebuild. Yeah. And you've done that work.
1: I'm I'm doing the work. You're doing the work. Done, nope, it's yeah. done. Check it off. You're finished. <laughs>
0: oh, you've reached perfection, Sherry. So. Well, good job. <laughs> well,
1: I don't think I'm there yet.
0: <laughs> well, it's okay. You still have about two weeks to your 40th birthday, so uh, just well. finish all four of your forty. Oh, boy. Right, <laughs> just like cross the rest of this off your list. Check, check, perfection. I perfection. Achieved perfection. Achieved. <laughs> it's like that would be the little like power up noise. <laughs> Friends, um, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I, you know, when we first started talking about this podcast, we thought that it was going to go a different route. And then when I heard Sherry uh, just kind of talking just a couple hours ago, I, I just thought this is what needs to be shared. Like this is what this episode needs to be. And so, yeah. so I hope that this has been encouraging and challenging and insightful. Um, and yeah,
1: and I think that if if you're less than 40 don't don't wait until you're 40 and like don't don't wait to almost die to to realize how precious life is i think um and even if you're over 40 like i just it's it's worth it to find out who you are and to stand up for yourself and to i don't know i just to accept who you are
0: is there a, sorry, I thought we were going to the podcast and I have more questions. <laughs> um, is there this level of, I don't want to say regret, like I don't think regret's the right word. Um, but I mean, in order to become like a more true version of who you really are, you have to admit that like, ah, crap. Like I spent a lot of time, you know, investing in the wrong relationships and giving like a place to toxic people, and you know, yeah. So, like, is there? I don't know. What are your feelings around that?
1: Uh, um, yes and no. I think, I, I don't know. I think it's easy to regret not making changes earlier. Um, but I also don't think that I would be where I am, yeah, right now if I hadn't gone through all of that stuff. So I think that. It's given me a different perspective because I've gone through those things.
0: Okay. I'm so glad that that's the direction you went with that answer because that's where I was hoping you were going to go. <laughs> because I, I wanted you to take it somewhere that I – because I have a thought on this. And if you hadn't have gone that direction, it would have been really awkward. Okay. Um, because you had just talked yes, about – Yes,
1: full regret. I no, no, should no, no, have no. started 30 years ago.
0: No, 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 no. That's not, that's not <laughs> what I was saying. Because you had just said something a couple minutes ago. You had said that if you're if you're not yet 40, like, don't wait. If you are over 40, like, don't wait. Don't
1: wait. It's not,
0: it's, it's not too soon and it's not too late. Yeah. Because the reality Mm -hmm. is, is like, whatever you've gone through, good, bad, hard, all that kind of stuff has led you to the place that you can get back to that, right? Like you still can make the change.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah. And I think that it, it, yeah, it's not too early and it's not too late to figure out who you are, what's important to you. Um. And, and press into those things.
0: Yeah, because sometimes regret can be debilitating. And there's people that get yeah. so far down the road of regret that they, they almost don't allow themselves to change. Because, like, well, I'm...
1: This is who I am. This is who I am. Right. But I don't think it has to be.
0: No, I, I don't believe so either. I think that, like, as long as there's breath, there's still time to change. Yeah. Right? And so I'm proud that you are changing. Thank you. You're welcome. Because I'm seeing... I'm seeing... <laughs> You know what? This is the illustration I'm going to give. Um,
1: <laughs> All right, Pastor Adam.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. <hear> <laughs> Here, here's what I'll say. In the same way that the Sherry we hear and experience on the podcast is a more true version of who you are than maybe what we see on YouTube, I'm seeing that happen in your life. It's not that you were a completely fake person a decade ago as you got ready to turn 30. Right, right there was still like a lot of you in there and amazing things and beautiful things and wonderful things that were, that were there. Mm -hmm. Right. But the podcast is like a more true version. And that's one of the things that I love about this platform, but also you going into 40, I see you being a more true version now than you were then. Okay. And so it's more authentically you. I think that the Sherry that I see now is more who you really are and less who you think you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Good.
1: I'm glad you think that's awesome because I really like you. And I don't, (laughs) (laughs) if you were like, ooh, I don't like the person you're becoming.
0: (laughs) We got to have a talk, Sherry. Ooh. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? With your curly hair. I'm
1: sorry. I love it. Why don't stop apologizing for your
0: hair? I think it's so cool. I think I told you one time, like, to me, you look like a hipster artist. Like, that's what I mean with your hair. You're just like, like, I feel like you should have... A booth at like a maker's market where you're just like peddling <laughs> Forest Fair. yeah like the Goodwood Forest Fair where you're peddling your wares yeah
1: yeah so We're I think crowns.
0: I think it's awesome I love it <laughs> friends I hope that this has been insightful I hope you guys have learned something I hope that this is uh, I don't know I hope this is a podcast that that you're able to listen to and kind of come with question be like what are some things I could do to become a more true version of myself I know that even as we've been talking yeah. uh, I have things in my own life that I'm I'm realizing oh no, I need to, I need to do some work there.
1: And I will say it is it is not easy. It's really hard. Yeah. Um and you know, again, because I am ninety nine percent emotion, I've cried a lot <laughs> Um, you know, going through a lot of these things, but it's I think it's so worth it. And I I do feel like more me than I have in mm-hmm. I can't even say it, probably since I was a little little kid. Really? Yeah
0: huh that's cool
1: (laughs) it is cool it's it's hard and it sucks getting there but i i think that it's it's worth it
0: gosh what a perfect way to have the podcast friends (laughs) we love you guys um we want to hear from you over uh over on the leg life podcast youtube page just search leg life podcast on youtube if you're not subscribed what the poop are you doing (laughs) right like go over hit that subscribe button help us get those subscriber numbers up um over there but and that's
1: where all of our discussions take place. And it, we would love to hear your thoughts.
0: 100% really would because I know that this is, I don't know, I I really mean it when I, when I said at the top of the podcast, I believe that what we talked about today um, is more important than anything we've ever talked about on this podcast. Like to me, that is like life-changing stuff. There's a lot of episodes we do that's like, oh, that was just entertainment. <laughs> but to me, this is like this is like life-changing stuff. Yeah. So proud of you. Thanks. Love you. Love you.
1: All
0: right friends. Go over there. Leave us comments on YouTube. Can't wait to hear from you. And we'll see you next week on episode forty one. Yeah. Where we talk about Sherry's forty first birthday.
1: The forty first.
0: Forty first. Dang it. <laughs> can't talk. We gotta go. All right bye, friends. <laughs>